Celebratory liquor, liquor for tonight's dinner party after convocation dinner party. Yeah. <coughs> Christ. And um, uh, so today's also an interesting day uh, for our family because uh, the United Nations now believes that I can solve Mitty's peace. So, oh, that's um, true. That you, oh my God, this this is so big. It's not about Mitty's peace, really. Uh, but the United Nations. Uh, How, I, what made you think of doing that? I saw the website. I'm on a couple of, um, in a couple like of, no one. uh, might have been from there, of, of, like, sort of albinism groups on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you can hardly see them, though, they're so, <laughs> and, uh, so, anyway, I'm in a couple of those, and, and someone posted, oh, no, it wasn't there, it was from, there's a, there's a Twitter account called Albin, at Albinism, and it's actually kind of funny, because it makes fun of people who make fun of people with albinism. Ah. So like somebody will say, "Hey man, I just saw an albino. <laughs> Ever weird?" And then it'll it'll retweet and it'll say, "We think you're weird." Or something. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's really funny. I've I've piled on with it a couple of times too with with people, and you'll see other people with albinism, and they're like, uh, you know, uh, it's it's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, they they posted a Twitter message about this website from the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. Now, part of the issue, of course, is that in places like Tanzania, where, yeah. where my people are hunted for their body parts, yeah. um, and Congo, Uganda, places like that, especially Tanzania, yeah. Sub-Saharan Africa, you know, and that's just fucking savage, and I'm sorry if you think that's racist, because I call people in Africa savages, that's savage behavior. Anyway, mm. um, on the other hand, there is a, 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 a high court judge in Kenya who has albinism, so yeah. good on him, or her, actually. Uh, so, anyway, I saw this, and I thought, it, it says, share your story. And I thought, well, you know, what the fuck? So I wrote a little thing one morning. It's about 500 words long. And, uh, I just clicked submit, and I thought, you know, if they use it someday, they do. If they don't, they don't. And I got this email yesterday from Sandrine Mbia, who works in Geneva. She says, can you have a, uh, do you have any good pictures um, because the one you submitted is too small, and uh, we'd like to f- start featuring you on the website starting tomorrow. I need it by 5 p.m. Geneva time. It's noon. So uh, I sent her a couple pictures, actually. Uh, one of just me, and then one of me and you guys. And they uh, put it up, and I just hope that it's conceivable that you know it might help somebody. Just to show people that there's always hope, you know? Because I see on these groups that I'm in that now and then there are parents who are just completely... Well, we notice, like, kid talk autism. But, I mean, this isn't debilitating what I have. It just means you well, can't... Well, Jonathan doesn't have the visual. Like, he doesn't have the... No. The very recognizable... No. Features, like, he could be... 
looking like any other well, child. Well, he does look like any other child, except he's really big, but yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have that. No, no, but the point is, so... I you think, do. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's not that big a deal anymore. Um, when I was younger, it was a big deal. So anyway, the point of this thing, like I thought maybe it'll help somebody, because while people aren't hunting us down here, mm-hmm. and the website makes this point, people have a right to... To, 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 to make... He will write to education, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, it's harder to get an education when you can't see well. Yeah. Okay? So that puts us behind the eight ball. Yeah. Um, do you know what the uh, the unemployment rate is among people with vision like mine and lower? Probably 80%. It's about that. It's about 83%. Yeah. Uh, 40% of blind people are homeless. Mm. Okay? So there's like all... And of course, this... Fucks with your eyes. Is what it, it also gives, makes you really likely to get skin cancer. I'm constantly mm-hmm. looking at my arms and my neck and stuff, making put my sunscreen on. Yeah. Um, so it's a real issue, right? Yes. Even course. here, it's an issue of human rights. Yeah. So, yeah. So what ends up anyway? What I, I thought? Well, if I if I do this and I see maybe I help one family when they see that yeah. their kid has this uh-huh. uh, disorder and they they say, oh look, That's this right. guy ended up getting a PhD. He did okay. That's right. You know, uh, and look at this other person. She's a high court judge in Kenya. And look at this other person. She's a fashion model. Yeah. Uh, this guy's a musician, whatever. And doesn't dye his hair black. And... Yeah, and if you want to do that, that's fine. Like, I don't get doing that, but yeah. I wouldn't dye my hair another color if it was brown either. You know, if you want to dye your hair green, go nuts. I think people like me dyeing our hair just makes it more obvious that we have albinism, to be honest with you. Um, their choice, of course. Yeah, yeah, do what you want. You know, yeah. go nuts. But, uh, yeah, so that went live today. There's a couple of typos. David Brodeck, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They call me a writer in the beginning, and then later they realize I'm a university professor. Well, you're a very good writer. I'm not a very indeed. good writer. Well, <laughs> yeah. You've become well, a I use good my indeeds. Writer. I'm not that good a science writer. I'm a good, I can write other things. Yeah, which is, like, you have a real talent for... Thank you. Like, look at your stories about your dad, how personable they are, and yeah. well, they're they're all fleshed out. They're well crafted. They're well crafted. <laughs> they are. They're fun. And <coughs> people well, you're very enjoy kind. Enjoy them. You're very kind of. It's yeah. You say things in a way that's approachable. That's well, what I like. that's sort of I try to teach that way too. Not, so. not pompous. Yeah. It's not too Pompous? laden. Mwah? <laughs> it's a little too easy, sorry. Pretentious. Mwah? <laughs> as, as we know from the Latin, post hoc ergo proper hoc. Which had nothing to do with that, but it's the first Latin phrase I could think of. Um, but anyway, so uh, that was kind of cool. Because um, last night we were at the gala, and then I woke up and I thought to myself, oh shit, they asked me, yes, I wonder if it's online. And I look, and there it was. Because I slept last night in the trailer with John. All the beds are taken up in the house, so John and I are camping trailer out. Trailer trash. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, we did fun. You know. <laughs> Got it hooked up so in the middle of the night we can pee in the sink and rinse it. So that's good. <laughs> and, uh... <coughs> excuse me. Um, I've still this horrible cold that has been going around. You've, you've had it. And Maddie had it. John and I, when you were gone, had it pretty badly. But 
it's not like it's debilitating, but it's... I had all aches and pains, like the flu kind of thing. Mm. It was horrible. Oh, shit, man. Of course... Mm. I was up to like 12.40 last night talking to Mum and Maddie. Drinking, three of us. Right by the patio, or you know, in the gazebo, and with our new patio furniture. But then, uh, I go to go to bed. Thought I'd go for a little walk, because John looked like he was asleep. He was. Yeah. So I go for a walk, and I, I, I'm wearing a black, I'm wearing black jeans, a black hoodie, and a black cap. <laughs> and I'm walking down this path beside our house, where a lot of times it seems teenage kids stop near our house to smoke. And I think they do that because there's light coming from our house, and they can see what they're doing. <laughs> so, because even Pelham said, back when he owned the house, there was always cigarette butts there. It's always people smoking there. Ah, whatever. So... But it's like a quarter to one. I'm going for a walk around the block and listen to uh, the hell I was listening to, some podcast. So I'm, I'm walking along and I've got my head down. But I smell cigarette smoke. So I look up and I see the little uh, the heaters of the cigarettes. <laughs> and they, they suddenly now see my, speaking of albinism, they see this disembodied white face floating in the blackness because I've got a black hat, a black hoodie, and black pants on. <laughs> and they scream. They're like 14-year-old kids, it seemed like. And they scream and run. Because remember, when you're 14, all adults are potentially going to turn you into your parents for something. It's age. They're 14 or 15, yeah. And they're smoking and walking around. Like some kid got into his mom or dad's smokes, and they all went out and smoked. Like They, they weren't drunk. It's clear they were not on any kind of drugs. They were just out being goofy, stupid young teenagers. And they ran and screamed. It's like, guys, I, 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 I wanted to yell, it, it's okay, it's okay, but it was too late, they, they were gone. So I ran back to the house and went over to the trailer and looked in, John was still completely dead to the world, so. It was pretty funny, though. And of course, John wakes up at five, goes and gets his iPad, it's charging. What time is John? It's five. Go back to sleep. Okay. Okay, Dad. And it's six. He goes, It's six. I said, I need headphones. Because he knows he's getting up now and he's going to listen to his iPad. Goes in the house, gets headphones, comes back out. And I said, You know, you don't have to, we, don't, we're not, we haven't moved out here. We don't live out here. You can go in the house. Just be quiet. By then I was wide awake, so I got to put 6.15. <coughs> and it's what, 11.15, 11.20 now, so. But. So that's it's it's a it's it's just coming up Broadback everywhere. It's coming yeah. up Michel Broadback is the way it's coming up. You know? Just saying. It's a big day for the family. It's gonna be exciting and fun today. And this is the end of it. This is actually once convocation's over, I just gotta cook dinner for eight people. And you know what? To a lot of you people listening or that may sound like, oh no, I fucking love doing that. <laughs> I'm totally happy. I'll be in my element. I'll be cooking, having a few few uh, drinks. Got some people coming over. A little dinner party, a little after drinks. It'll be nice. So, uh, I look forward to that rather than... Convocation itself, um, yeah, I'm not that interested. Seeing Maddie go across the stage, however, I may stand up and scream to all my colleagues, you all suck, my kid's smarter <laughs> <laughs> Fucking suck! You know who's got kids? Who's got kids going to the school? 
school. Got kids going to school. Uh, Deb Woodman, right? Yeah. Uh, who else has had kids going to the school? <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm not going in that line. <laughs> no, but I'm sure. Think who has had kids that went to the school? No, no, stop it. Gail. No, right? stop it. Uh, no, no, I'm not trying to say I'm smarter than him. I'm trying to say who I would yell at. <gasps> Fuck you! My daughter's smarter than your son. Fuck off! You're great. That'd be really classy of me to completely ruin Maddie's convocation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After all this positive press this week, well, now that I'm now now that I'm the UN special envoy to the Middle East, no, I'm not. That's what they should do. They make me UN special envoy to something. UN special envoy to all people with albinism. I'm more qualified than most Canadian senators are to be senators. My dad wanted me to yell fucking A when I got my PhD. If you watch the, go back and watch the video. Yeah. Dad took. This is, Dave's, Dave's gonna say something. He's gonna yell fucking A. Watch. <laughs> the hell's he think I was gonna do? Like, look at it. It's my PhD convocation. I'm not gonna turn around and go fucking A. I'm a douchebag. <laughs> Wait, where to go, bro? <laughs> That's not what you do. I got some class. I got some class. Not a lot. I can, but I know when there's times when you there's things that you don't do them. I like that Maddie will be wearing high top Converse today at the convocation. Continuing the family tradition of us wearing high top Converse to convocation. Because <coughs> that's what I wear. I got two pairs. Well, I have three pairs, actually. One that's at work that I just wear in the winter when I have boots. Then there's the ones I have at home, which I use to do things like if it's wet out or if I want to mow the lawn, I wear those ones. Then I have these ones. I like to call these ones my dress converse. Yes. Yes. You have your dress converse on? Yes. Yes. Converses. Conversations. <laughs> Conversations. Make <Make-up> blinders. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to capture some audio today. Yeah. During the thing. Um, That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best of my phone. Maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll bring... Yeah, I'm not going to bring this. I got my phone. I can use Boss Chalk and just capture some audio. Yeah. And uh, you can hear... It. Perhaps the next thing you will hear will be some... Will be us walking in at the, with, the, with the bagpipes and all that shit. It sounds like... Uh, manly, yes, but I like it too. Irish Spring or Old Spice or something like that. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And then we sit down, and uh, I'll, I'll get some of that audio, hopefully, and then we'll go from there, and I will get the, um... For the degree of Bachelor of Science, Madeline Isabel... It's, it's like, a woman's gonna do it. She doesn't sound anything like that. But Lori's got a deep voice, because she smokes a lot. Anyway, we'll see you, uh, in the future, when Maddie will actually be Madeline Broadback BSC Honors. Yes.
Because well, leave it on a little bit. I said the background music. It's sort of a Scarborough dude approach. Oh, it's a, okay. <laughs> just a little bit of yeah, background music. You know. Tribute to Scarborough dude. I wouldn't go that far. I'm giving that much credit. You just slide that in there. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know how to use Stop the parking tickets here. Telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a, that cold going. So. uh... Anyway, you know, all the stuff we... Not, not all. Some of the stuff we recorded the day of conver- conversation. Of convocation. We? Oui? The stuff we recorded before going to the liquor store. Uh-huh. It, 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 it didn't work. Ça, ça pas marché. It didn't march. Okay. It was a lack of marching. Okay. But we've got this now. So, I can't exactly remember what we talked about. I think we were talking about... So, we opened up today's episode with talking about my world-famous Albino Day Broadback. So, we had... Oh, really, yes. <laughs> we haven't talked about the Convocation Gala. Oh, yeah. 
and we haven't talked about the con- we haven't talked about the convocation itself because we haven't you know so yes we had the convocation yeah. uh, and the gala and uh, both were long uh, yes. drawn out affairs uh-huh. where Madeline was recognized as the smartest student in school right so we had that going for us and uh, John sat through both those things for the most part uh, without incident you know amazingly for him he did great I think he was pretty happy with his sister and they, they, they got him chicken strips and fries instead of the you had salmon on yeah. cooked kind of thing yeah and I had I had a Natty and I had really overcooked steaks um, delicious there's nothing better than an overcooked filet I'll tell you and uh, and we had the big, you know, the, the festival of moms for mm-hmm. for, two, for for what a four day overlap of, of, of two moms. And uh, your mom hilariously uh, didn't have any photo ID that was wasn't expired. Yeah. <laughs> Night before you're about to leave, your mom. Uh, whoops. She asked me, "What do I do with these?" Yeah. And she had her itinerary, and I said, well, you present it, and they give you boarding passes, yeah. and you have to show your ID. What kind of okay, ID? Okay, what kind of ID? So <laughs> she goes, I said, do you have one with a photo? Uh, no, they're for the both past due. Oh, no. So her Whoa. driver's license and her passport are expired. <laughs> I'm calling Air Canada. They're telling me two identifications without a photo. Yes, two government-issued ID. We ended up going there. She didn't even look at them. She asked me what's her last name. I gave it to her. She poured it. She printed the pass. Then she said, "Did you want to check in this luggage?" I said, "No." Can she just take it in and put it on the rack. Yeah. Uh, are there is there toothpaste in there? 120 milliliters uh, didn't used to be accepted, yeah. but she squeezed it so. It was like, it wasn't... It so was it's only 100 million. <laughs> so That's great. then they, she showed it to the security. Hey, Jack, look at this. Oh, yeah, that's okay. It was all like... Small town airport. Fire, all the... Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, it works for me. <laughs> so... I mean, she must have shown her ID to board the plane. She did. Well, maybe. She had to. You have to. Yeah. And to board the other she plane in Toronto. She said that she showed it and they didn't say anything to her in Toronto. So, <coughs> so it all, all ended up okay. But I, I had all kinds of other options that we could do. No problem. Well, I figured... I mean, we knew she was going to get to Toronto because she got... We knew she got on the flight cause she, to, to Toronto from Sault Marie. Yeah. And I said to my mom, well, basically, now she's in Toronto, she can get a train from Toronto to Quebec City if she has to. Yeah. Um, and there's now a new train from Toronto Pearson right down to Union Station. Uh-huh. Like a, every 15 minutes, it's a, there's a, a train, which is kind of great. But, uh, no, it turned out that, that it all worked out fine. I expected it to all work out fine. Your mom's like a 76 or 77-year-old woman who doesn't quite fit the uh, profile of an ISIS operative. No. So I thought she'd be okay. I mean, even an expired passport. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it's an international flight, so... Um, it worked out okay in the end. Yeah. 
So yes, that was that was to be excited for yesterday, I guess, really. Um, and uh, it was kind of. <laughs> I, I was like, when you told me that, and of course you texted me at like midnight the night before you guys were coming back from Quebec City in the car, and I turned off my phone because I don't leave my phone on overnight. I just so I wake up in the morning to like 15 text messages from me like, oh my god, mom can't find this. But you were in good spirits about it, which is the only way you can be. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to be all stressed out over this because yeah, I figure there's always an option. There's always something you can do. That's so right. you know, right away I asked everybody, and some people told me it, she'll be fine. Some people said, oh no. She needs to. She needs like Nikki Shaw's pipes in and says she no. needs no. She needs photo ID. Then uh, this other person. Well, last time that I went through blah blah blah, they didn't like that it was expired. Okay, well, fine. Yeah. She flies uh, internationally all the time. So and then the other people said no. She'll be fine. <coughs> Tell me to yeah. bring her. Uh, Passport. And as much as yeah, she'll just, be okay. Yeah. So it all ended up being fine. Well, yeah. I figured, frankly, that look, they have to have a series of policies and procedures in place for people who lose stuff when they're yeah. traveling. Yeah. Like if I lose my wallet uh-huh. in Toronto, and I or my passport because I don't. of um, having her photo in Quebec that gives they give you the option but she said next time she will have a photo oh, yeah, it's just it's, ID. it's important to have photo ID today yeah that's right that's right <coughs> you know um, but uh, yeah like if I if I lost my wallet my passport what are they gonna do I got I gotta I gotta, I gotta get home I guess the first thing you would do is if you filed a police report and said, I lost my stuff. But, you know, so things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. You're going to forget things. Uh, in the end, it all worked out. So that was exciting. Um, convocation itself was... Uh, there were too many speeches. I will leave it at that. But I will say there are too many speeches and not enough concentration on the students. And that's been true every convocation I've ever been at. I've attended, I counted the other day, 21 convocations. Three of them were mine. One of them was yours. One of them's Maddie's. I have never been at one where I thought the focus was the students. It always seems like the focus is on blah, blah, blah. Here's things. Look at stuff. We have a mace. Look over here. We have words written down. We will read them to you. They will not inspire you. You will not care. Uh, that's no, seriously. There's not enough. This is not, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody. I'm saying that the way those ceremonies are done, there's not enough uh, uh, concentration on the students. There's much more concentration on people patting each other on the back who aren't students. 
too much of that bullshit. You know, and I don't need songs. I don't need performances. I don't need... And that, again, that's been everywhere I've been. There's been somebody playing a trumpet, or we have the Healing Lodge singers. Look, they're great. They're pretty cool. It's a native group. They're doing a thing. It still is boring. I don't care that it's whatever. It's not about the students. So, even if they're good, like I said, the Healing Lodge singers are actually pretty good. This year they were actually particularly good. Oftentimes they've been like just as long. But every year, no matter what, it's too long. Everywhere I've been. It's not as long as my PhD convocation with the four honorary degrees, which made me want to kill somebody. But no, there's too much. It's too much not about students, it's more about back back pack padding. Back pack back pack. And we had a we had a nice dinner party after Maddie's convocation. That was tremendous. And Ken Ken, Ken Hurdy came over a first while of the of the dormant uh, tangential convergence podcast. And uh, so that was fun. But even the night of the dinner, too many just too many speeches. Stop with the speeches. I mean, if it was somebody funny, like, if it got up and it was like, uh, I don't know. Like, if you got Louis C.K. as an honorary degree, I'd be fine with him doing 45 minutes. <laughs> honorary degree to Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with all these rooms? Well, right, people? Well, yeah, it was good much. So, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, uh, there's good, they're going to be doing a big feature. The website is on... And Maddie and I, and our connection to the university, and our mostly it's because Maddie won this Governor General's Award, which I believe gives her special powers. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. And uh, let's see, so that was cool. It's been it was nice having the moms together because they haven't been together. They haven't seen each other face to face since Maddie was two months old. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty good. I don't think, I think it was a fun, uh, I was really glad to see both of them, and it was nice having them together, you know. John and I slept in the trailer for three nights, because we were out of beds. But uh, that was no big deal, you know, it's like, oh, there's extra space out there. (coughs) So that was fun. And uh, next week, next week is John's grade 8 graduation. That's pretty exciting too, so it's a lot of fun. What a time to be alive. The uh there's this one of the things that's been um that's going on too is we've been uh, having the big renovations happening in the house and they're basically done now. Yeah, it seems so far away. I mean we started with that. <coughs> 26th of May. We just, uh... Yeah, we just kind of... Well, all the bad parts... I left on the 6th. And, uh... Now it's the, what, the 14th? 16th today. 16th. 
and uh, there's there's been like I drove to Quebec City. My mother had <coughs> friends over. Uh, there were there was always something that was planned for each of the day. Right. I took a day uh, and went to Cap Rouge and had a wonderful time drawing by the uh, by the plage Jacques Cartier, mm-hmm. um, looking at the fleuve, the Saint Lawrence River, the fleuve Saint Laurent, and um, <clears throat> seeing my school filled with kids just choked me right up. Oh, I bet uh, Oh man, I went to fill the the car at the gas station that was in the corner where I grew up and um, this this whole little place is so small but it's so so much part I was thinking about uh, childhood how it's short really it's a in time it's, oh, yeah. it's an amount of like, <coughs> 10 years until yep. After 10 years, you start remembering things a lot more, sure. like you, you, you've grown up, but 10 years is not really a long time no. in, in your whole lifetime. <laughs> if, if you're lucky, it's a, you know, it's a tenth. <laughs> if you've spent, like I spent 10 years in, in Cap Rouge, yep. I, you know, all these places are marked by nostalgia, where yes. that's where my family was, yeah. and they, they divorced, and then we moved to Quebec City with my mom so then that started another chapter but I feel a totally different feeling for Quebec City yes Cap Rouge is really it's 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 in my blood sure you know sure I just feel that whenever I see that trussel uh, track that big uh, train trussel trussel that train bridge yeah it's it's so it's in my head, and I smell the the, the 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 river and the place together. It's just so close to me. So that was a wonderful time that I spent uh, one 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 morning. And I came back, and then we went to the mall, my mom and I. And we bought Madeline uh, a medal, a little uh, uh, silver uh, medallion right. to, uh, yeah, I saw that. to wear. And she loves it, so I'm so happy that I picked. She went, oh, so beautiful. So I'm so happy what? that she loves it. It looks really good on her. She just she just wears it all the time, and it's, it's so cute. Well, that's cool. Um, and then we had, my God, we, we, we went to the 35th anniversary of Centre Etape, and it was filled with women talking. And networking and so what, what is this organization that your mom it's, helped um, out? It's like a, like an employment solution type place okay. for women who are single mothers and are looking for for work to prepare them for work right. interviews everything how to get go through interviews um, you know there's all kinds of um, help and they also want to go to high school and give presentations about to to young women and, and try to entice them in non-traditional uh, work to, to ta- let them know that 
you know, it's hard to find out what you're going to do. It's it's that time when you, you know, what am I going to do in my life? Sure, sure. What am I good at? You don't know, and sometimes you you undersell yourself as a woman. So they sure. want to teach women to to be able to recognize their strengths a little bit better okay. and um, telling them about uh, engineering jobs, pharmaceutical jobs, yes. uh, uh, you know, uh, firefighting jobs, whatever sure, sure, it sure. is that's non-traditional. Non-traditional, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it was pretty cool, <coughs> but there was a woman there that was so annoying, uh, a real caricature. She was drunk already, you could tell. <laughs> And saying that my mother doesn't grow old, but that she didn't recognize me because I'd grown so old. Excuse me. She in, said that. In seven years. She said that. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. What's to make name? a compliment uh, to my mother. Gee, your mom looks great. You look See, like a bag of shit. Your mother didn't age a bit. She looks fantastic. How does she remain so beautiful? Uh, co contrary to his her daughter, that I, I wouldn't have known that it was you. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, thank you very much. Now, wait a second. This was like a celebration of the 35th anniversary of this place. Yeah. Like, was she? She had seen me uh, eight years prior. Yeah, I remember when you went there. Uh, or I don't know when, when it they was. did the Woman of the Year in Quebec City thing. Yeah, yeah. 2007, 2008, now, but, something but, like that. But, but, but was she saying this like to other people? Loud no, no, at a, she was okay. saying it to, with my mom and I. Well, at least it wasn't so a public like, speech. So, make my mom feel better. Yeah, that's and, nice. And it's okay to berate the young, her young daughter, so my mom would feel good. That's weird. You know. That's pretty weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. But, but I just ended up being like um, some kind of uh, photographer for her uh, that didn't... So I just went in another room and sat there and I'm waited sorry. for most of this sh bullshit talking that the they were like? doing. Was the food any good? It was sandwiches and, and, and um, tomatoes and, and celery sticks and... Oh, you know, so it wasn't that, that kind of the stuff, the, the and they had a cake. Going. No, no, uh, it wasn't good. But it, that's not the point. The point was that my mother was happy. However, they sure. had told her that she would give the prizes to to the woman because they called the prize that they give the prize of the two Noellas. Right. Because my mother started this. Uh, organization with another Noella, Noella Porter and okay. Noella Guimont. Right. And and my mom was like thinking that she would hand out the the prize, but no, somebody stepped in front of her. <laughs> Jesus and did Christ! It. This sounds like quite but, an affair. But she, my mom was so excited. She she gave a speech about the beginnings of of Centretap, and there were still people that knew her. So. It was good for her in that sense because she hadn't been called upon for a long time right. to, to do anything well, that's cool. in relation to her past work. So to her, it meant a lot and, and she she was overwhelmed and um, it was a good thing. I was there just even though I'm not her closest daughter, at least I was there to give her support okay. uh, because she was feeling... 
you know, very emotional. Well, that's nice. So, I got her some food, too, and I held her wine, and right. I, I just, uh, I drove her, and it's funny uh, we arrived you, yeah. a little bit or, or late because my mother forgot the time. Couldn't find her passport. Uh, <laughs> and then we were stuck in traffic, so we arrived a little bit late, but at the parking lot, they, they opened the reserved parking for us. Oh, so that's nice. We just went in and everything was okay. We were like VIP. Ah. And, you know, they, they gave her some flowers, sort of thing, we'll see. for yeah. being there. That's and cool. then in the morning, we left really, really early. Like 6 o'clock in the morning or something. And then right? we were on the road, and when we arrived, it was late at night. And then the next day was your mother arriving. I didn't even unpack my own suitcase I, until today. I know. And I, I know. I'm doing my laundry now from from all this. Aww. You were you've been amazing through all this. And I mean, so you had all that going on. There was like events constantly. Yeah, and then the gala, and I'm not good and with galas because I can't really relax to start with but add Jonathan to that and it's I know you're very awesome and you take care of Jonathan yes I am very awesome thank you for noticing (laughs) yeah but it's a little bit difficult um, to relax and you know to be able to start a conversation properly because you, you can never finish it but we were so lucky. I was so pleased that Tom was there. Well, we Pat was there. officially requested it that Tom and Pat would sit with us. And we shared a wonderful evening. Oh yeah. But simply because of that. Because oh sure, it's all there. It's all the people you're around. Like I've I've been at the gala and really and enjoyed it before. Mm-hmm. One year we sat with. Um, who was it? I think we sat with Canada Lana one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, Maddie and I, because he didn't like going anymore, so Maddie was going, and it was fun. Like we had people to talk to. We, you know, um, when you don't have anybody to talk to, it's uh, uh, shitty. Yeah. You know. But uh, no, it was good. Yeah, and Tom got to entertain our our mothers. Yes. That was fun. I, I knew mom. that Tom would hang, would, um, <coughs> would get along with uh, with Leslie. Yeah. yeah. And Pat, Pat was thinking about uh, you know like giving uh, the moms uh, the card with the you know the card with all the events and. The, like the program to the grandmothers. Yeah. And they were all happy looking at it. Oh, and that Pat thought of that. Just, um, they're part of my family, I feel. So, they're very important to me. And right. Noni was behind at the other table. Yes. And Miriam was at another table. Yeah. And Melissa... A whole bunch of people that I really love. I even love Dave Morasco. He's a sweetie. <laughs> you know, I, see, I know you see these people with work and sometimes, you know, it gets tough with making certain decisions and sure. whatever, you know. But really, uh, these people are 
really good people. Even Tom Morrow came and talked with me because we, I go work out and he goes work out. We see each other there once in a while and he came and talked to me a little bit and said that he started the spinning class. And yeah, so it was a little bit of a community, you know, but it's just so annoying. Still a gala. <laughs> the, the business of universities. Yeah. It's... Yes. Um, and it's probably true, and everybody will say that, that it's true for every workplace. Yes. Exactly. But when it's a, a place of education, I feel that it hurts more when... Somehow. When it's like that. Yeah. I, 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 I feel you, girlfriend. When, when it's a school... Yeah. It's just... It's painful. No, no, I, I, I see your point. I so, mean, yeah, especially rational people. Yeah, well, I know people have emotions. However, you know, I feel that it's the job of the of the person at the top to set the tone, and to me, that's the leader that does that. That's part of it. A leader sets the tone for yeah, a place. That's part of it. And. This tone was I would I equate it to the mechanical head. That's well, I mean, the mechanical and it's, head, it's the, and it's the relationship that everyone has that you end up with people like it's people's reactions to things too. So mm. a lot of times people there's a lot of distrust, right? So yeah. and a lot of it completely at a, at a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? For completely ridiculous reasons. Yeah. Um, it's out of left field and it's yeah. often imagined. Almost, well, in fact, I would go so far as to say almost always imagined. A lot of conspiracy theorists, you know? Um, but I don't, I don't know how you'd beat that. I really don't know. You know? But yeah, at the thing, it was pretty okay, you know? Um, and at the gala and, and at the convocation, I've been getting all kinds of people saying nice things. Just said um, just the other well it's today when I was at work. He said, uh, you know, somebody came up and said, "Boy, that must have been a heck of a weekend for you guys, eh?" Yeah, it was. Boy, that's really quite an accomplishment. Yeah, well, it wasn't us; it's her. Um, I find it funny when people congratulate me on my kid doing well. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Like, what did I do? Well, you did a lot. We did a lot. Well, I mean, it's. It's encouragement. It's well, it's, it's yeah, attitude. I guess it's, it's support. It's a lot of that stuff. <coughs> I guess so. You know, and the and everything else, of course, is her definitely yeah. because if she doesn't do it. She doesn't do it. Yeah. If she didn't believe in it, but you know, um, at the end of her high school in Cora, she didn't get that many uh, medals or. No. Or uh, prizes or anything. Well, she and got I that was, one for most surly student. I was still so proud of her. Sure, totally. And I would have been, no matter what, if she'd gotten, you know, a 75 average. Of course. She would have done it. Of course. It would have been a wonderful accomplishment. Of course. 
and I'm not downgrading it. It's it is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But Maddie it turns out that she's doing well in all of this yes. and she has the mind for it and <coughs> yeah. the clarity. Uh, her mind is very good and yeah. she writes. I, I remember reading some of her uh, little um, essays, short essays for history in high school and I read her resume and, and cover letters when she applied for jobs and I thought, wow, look at that quality. Oh yeah. It's wonderful quality. No, that's, t- that's totally true. It's so good. Yeah. She, she writes she's a good writer. perfectly, yeah. like, and, but it's not cold, it's personable, and it's the right tone. And, yeah, no, oh, she's, 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 done yeah. Really well. she's done really well. So, yeah. yeah. I didn't teach her that, <coughs> definitely. She learned all this by herself. Sure. But we must have been a good influence on her. I guess somewhat. You know. Yes, somewhat. Making things uh, accommodating, uh, trying to. Yeah. I supported her all through her community hours that she had to do in high school. I was there to do um, uh, Pilates with her, and and uh, I asked Ken if she would, he would take her, and you know, like. Little things like yeah. that we she could, library, I could yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and then when she was down on education, I took her to that class with Ross, and we had a great time. Yeah. And when she when was 15 she was, and took a university third year class and got an A? Yeah. yeah. She was uh, um, having trouble with procrastination because she was kind of, she could stay online for hours. Yeah. Um, I, I tried what, helping like. her, taking her to the cafe, and we would talk and yeah. and say, "Okay, start your work now. What do you have to do next?" Just these little things—they can help, I think. Oh yeah. And you yes. didn't help her a lot, but you were there sometimes for her too. I do know? what I can. Yeah. I do what I can with my limited capabilities. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Or if you really tune in on a podcast. But uh, be sure to uh, leave a comment if you want. Thank you, Rachel, for the always for commenting. And anybody else who wants to. See you next time. All my bags are packed and ready to go. I'm standing here outside the tower. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking. It's early morning. Taxis wait this long as hard Already I'm so lonesome I could die So can-